Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. With John Leonetti. That broadcast school has really paid off. Matt Wilcom. Mark Amadeo. Good morning. And Deacon Tony Valdez. Thanks for tuning in. John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. It is Friday. We made it. May 12th. Here we go. We got a good show today. I'm really looking forward to this one because, uh, well, I'll tell you in the in the second half hour here. But uh, coming up in the first half hour, we'll have Father Andrew, Iowa Catholic Radio spiritual advisor, going to be talking about Sunday's gospel for us today. Paul Sens, seven fifteen, author of Church Councils: One Hundred Questions and Answers. You you've heard about the Church Councils or the Councils of the Church before. Uh, we're going to talk to him all about it and why. Um, you know why why it's important for us to at least know i i, I don't think you know getting the weeds on all of it but to at least kind of have a a 30,000 foot view at least on the church councils and the impact that they had on the uh, on the church herself coming up at 7:45 today Jen Fulweiler is going to be on atheist turned catholic turned comedian uh she's going to be promoting her new Des Moines appearance at the funny bone on May 16th I think I have that evening open, so I'm going to see if I can uh, if I can get there. But Jen has uh, uh, been a friend of the show. She's uh, was oh, had a wildly popular show on on Sirius uh, uh, XM, and she's um, just I mean uh, going all over the country, um, and and just has uh, tens of thousands of followers of, and 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 fans. Um, Jen is going to be on at about 7:45 today. Uh, talking about uh, you know just her career and and how it turned to what it is, but also going to be promoting that appearance in Des Moines. Uh, so I know there's some big fans of Jen Fulweiler here in the uh, in, in the Des Moines area. You're gonna you're gonna definitely want to stick around for this one. Matt Wilkham will have your news. Mark Amadeo will have your sports. We'll have your weather with Jimmy and your saint of the day. Well, it's going to be a busy Friday. Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord with our morning offering. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with the news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Confluence Brewing Company, where good things come together since 2012, featuring handcrafted beer that Des Moines can call its own. Confluencebrewing.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. Migrants rushed across the Mexico border Thursday, racing to enter the U.S. before pandemic-related asylum restrictions are lifted in a shift that threatens to put a historic strain on the nation's beleaguered immigration system. President Joe Biden's administration has been unveiling strict new measures to replace 
revised Title 42, which since March 2020 has allowed border officials to quickly return asylum seekers back over the border on grounds of preventing the spread of COVID-19. The new policies crack down on illegal crossings while also setting up legal pathways for migrants who apply online, seek a sponsor, and undergo background checks. If successful, the reforms could fundamentally alter how migrants arrive at the U.S.-Mexico border. Pope Francis said Thursday that the Coptic Orthodox martyrs killed by ISIS in 2015 will be added to the Catholic Church's official list of saints. He also received a relic of the martyrs' blood as a gift presented by the head of the Coptic Orthodox Church of Alexandria, Pope Tawadros II. The encounter was one of several events this week marking the 50th anniversary of a historic meeting between St. Paul VI and the Coptic leader's predecessor, which was a turning point in relations between the Catholic and Coptic. Coptic Orthodox churches. The Iowa Board of Regents is mulling a possible 3.5% tuition hike at each of the three state universities in response to a proposed budget increase. The proposal said inflation impacts higher education in the same manner it affects other segments of the economy. The document cites a need to retain staff and faculty as well as updates to facilities across the various campuses. The tuition increases at Iowa State University, the University of Iowa, and University of Northern Iowa would be implemented ahead of the 2023-24 academic year. And now for your sports update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Friday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, some of the Midwest teams that were in action on Thursday. In the National League, the Chicago Cubs, St. Louis Cardinals, and the Milwaukee Brewers all had the day off. Tonight, the Chicago Cubs open up a series in Minneapolis against the Twins in interleague play, while St. Louis is on the road at Boston in interleague play. The Kansas City Royals open up a series in Milwaukee. In the American League yesterday, the Kansas City Royals defeated the Chicago White Sox by the score of 4-3 in Kansas City. And in interleague play, the Minnesota Twins downed the San Diego Padres by the score of 5-3. Yesterday afternoon, AAA baseball it was Game 3 of the Iowa Cubs series with Toledo and the Iowa Cubs pick up another win. Iowa Cubs defeat Toledo by the score of 5-4 to four at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. Tonight, Toledo at the Iowa Cubs. First pitch at 7 o'clock at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines with fireworks following the ball game. Last night, the NBA playoffs continued with the conference semifinals. In the Eastern Conference, it was Game 6, and the Boston Celtics come up with a win on the road as they defeated the Philadelphia 76ers 95-86 in Philadelphia. And that series is now tied at three games each. Game 7 will be Sunday in Boston. In the Western Conference semifinals last night, it was Game 6, and the Denver Nuggets now advance to the Western Conference Finals. Denver eliminated the Phoenix Suns last night, 125-100, to and Denver wins that best-of-seven series four games to two. Denver will play the winner of Golden State and Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Tonight, the NBA playoffs continue with Game 6 of the Conference Finals. In the Eastern Conference, the New York Knicks at the Miami Heat. They'll tip off at 6.30. That game will be televised on ESPN with Miami leading that best-of-seven series three games to two. And the Western Conference semifinals tonight in Game 6, the Golden State Warriors, the defending NBA champions, are at the Los Angeles Lakers. They'll tip off at 9 o'clock tonight. The game will be on ESPN. And the Lakers lead that best-of-seven series three games to two. And with your Friday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. 
Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact. May is a pretty good month for U.S. presidents. Every other month of the year, at least one U.S. president has died, but never in May. Hmm. No Woodrow Woodrow Wilson facts today? No. No? Keeping <laughs> keeping him out today? <laughs> Specifically? No. But, yeah. No no US president has ever died in the month of May. Yeah. I mean maybe it was all of the, those those prayers that, you know, all, you know, go up saying, you know, like for example, may you not perish. Ah, you know, or something you like that. There you, know, like you go. The Lord kind of interprets that as okay, I yeah. won't let him die during yeah. May. That's interesting. Yeah, that's kind of cool <laughs> to think about. All right. Yeah. Jimmy? But it, may, but it may snow. Ah. It may rain. Suck it may be snow. 80, and it may be 50. Yeah. Well, that's Iowa. Because it is May. That's just Iowa. Did you say no, snow? What it may be. Don't, don't say that word ever again in the month of May, <laughs> Jimmy. If I say it three times, it's like Beetlejuice. Yeah. It'll show up. It's going to yeah. show up. Snow, snow, snow. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Oh, no, thanks. No, thanks. Oh, chance of showers today. Mostly cloudy, high in the low 80s. Then tonight, those showers and thunderstorms continuing, in fact, all the way through the weekend. So going to be a wet weekend. Hopefully, uh, you got your lawn mode before all this uh, rain rolled in. I did. Mostly cloudy, overnight low in the mid-60s tonight. Chance of showers and thunderstorms tomorrow. Partly sunny, high in the low 80s. And by Sunday, showers and thunderstorms cloudy and a high around 70. 64 now at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studio. 65 in Creston. 66 in Oskaloosa and Fairfield. And 63 in Marshalltown. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One. Your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. Your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. That is your May forecast on mm. Iowa Catholic Radio. All right. Thank you. Let's go to Father Andrew right now. Hello, Father. Good morning. All right. Let's talk about John for the gospel for this Sunday. Jesus said to the disciples, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Yeah, we're closing in on the end of the Easter season. And what an odd thing to say. Well, what if what if we went to somebody, uh, a loved one, let's say, you know, you, you went to... Um, you went to your wife and you said, "If, if you love me, you'll you'll keep my commandments." Yeah, you'll do what I I say. <laughs> How well is that going to go? Over? Not very well. Uh, <laughs> the other way around, though, of course, you, then then it's got to work. But uh, really, though, if anybody gets to do this, it's 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 Jesus. But it gets back to that that kind of primordial um, uh, commandment or, or law uh, of of God. The, the, the Jews had. And and some still try to observe the 635, give or take, and might be off by a couple uh, um, statutes. Uh, and um, what we have to do, I think, is, is really ask ourselves, as Jesus has, has taught, is is what we are doing um, out of love for God and out of love for neighbor. Um, and if it's not, then there's a disconnect there, uh, and, and we need to ref- uh, figure out what, what it is, really, uh, and take to prayer uh, and figure it out um, with with the help of our Lord, with the help of the Holy Spirit. Uh, as he says, uh, he promises to give us. Jesus says, whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. I mean, this is this is what it's all about, love. Right, yeah. And, and the more that we strive uh, to live according to that love, uh, the more that we ourselves are immersed in this, in this, in this, 
trinity of love. It's the love that the Father has for the Son, the Son for the Spirit, and Spirit for the Father, and just uh, all those connections are to be made, uh, and that we'll experience, pray that we experience the fullness of it in the next life to come. You know, and it's important for us to understand, love is, and I understand this This isn't necessarily something very popular in our world today, but love is binding. You know, love isn't just kind of a free-for-all, right? And we, we kind of use the word in a way in which it is, right? Oh, I love chocolate, I love pizza, I love my wife, I, you know. It, we kind of inter- interchange it, but but love, when it comes down to it, it is a complete gift, total gift of self. It is it, it binds me um, to that person in which I am loving. So when when Jesus says, you know, if you love me, if you're bound to me, you know, if you if you're one with me, then then you're going to act the way in which I act, in which I am, and, and that is complete and total love himself. Right. So, I mean, it's not it's not just do what I say. Right. Because I, I, I say it, you know, and sometimes I, I'm guilty of this with my kids. Why, why dad? Why do I got to do this? Well, because I said so. Right. That, that's not the way God works when it comes down to it. It's a matter of turning us into him. And this is what he wants. Yeah, exactly. Are you, are you, you're not going to sacrifice yourself for that piece of pizza that you right. supposedly love so much. Um, it just doesn't happen that way. Well, see, I don't bind myself to the pizza, but unfortunately, the pizza binds itself to me <laughs> in my hips when uh, when I do eat it. But yes, I, I get the analogy. But you're exactly right, Father. I mean, it is a it is a complete gift, a complete sacrificial gift of self. And in so doing and sacrificing and gifting myself to God, God again he makes uh, himself known, and, and, and the Spirit lives lives through me. And he says that, right? And he will, Jesus says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows him. So the Holy Spirit now is 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 within me and acting through me. But, I, you know, it takes takes two to tango here. Yeah, and I don't know if it's just an American attitude uh, that we have toward law and, and words like commandments mm. that we think, oh, no, we're, our, our freedom is being restricted. Sure. Uh, and in some senses, that that is the case. In case of an unjust law, that, that does happen. But but really, with the law of God and the commandments of God, it, it frees us up to love more. Yeah. This is this is what God's love always does. So oh, a lot to talk about here, friends. John 14 for the gospel for this Sunday, the sixth Sunday of Easter. Father, would you give us your blessing? Certainly. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father Andrew, God bless you, Father. Have a good weekend. God bless you. All right, friends, coming up right after this, I'm, I'm looking forward to this interview as well. Paul Sens is going to be on author of Church Councils, 100 Questions and Answers. You've heard about all the different councils of the church. Why are they important? What what impact did they have on the early church and on the church right now? We'll have that for you when we come back. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show, friends. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from businesses and organizations who share in the mission of connecting listeners to Christ while connecting you to their products and services they provide. To learn more and support the businesses and organizations who support the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, visit iowacatholicradio.com to view our business sponsors. If you'd like more information on how your business or organization can become a business sponsor, contact Deacon Mark, 515-223-1150, Join us on June 1st at the Iowa Events Center for the InterVisions Annual Gala presented by Permar Security. This year's theme is The Miracle of the Heartbeat to stress the importance of the heartbeat in the ultrasound and Iowa's efforts to pass pro-life legislation. Our keynote speaker is Dr. William Lyle. As a medical professional, Dr. Lyle understands the importance of the free, life-affirming work that InterVisions does in empowering women and saving babies. To register, visit IVHcare.org, and we look forward to seeing you on June 1st. And thanks for supporting the women and babies of InterVisions Healthcare. Like Iowa Catholic Radio on Facebook. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Catholic Charities, where exceptional service is a hallmark in caring for those with essential needs, including food pantry, professional counseling, emergency family shelter, and refugee services. CatholicCharitiesDM.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by CTO. What great news for donors to the Catholic Tuition Organization. You now receive 75% of your donation back in Iowa tax credits. Your support has helped thousands of students attend our Catholic schools. Best gift ever. Online. CTOIowa.org. At CTO, the bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Iowa Catholic Radio would like to thank our business partner, Edible Arrangements, for their support, offering fruit bouquets and gourmet dip chocolate treats. On the go or have it delivered for that special occasion, ediblearrangements.com. Listen to Iowa Catholic Radio anywhere. Download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for programming comes from Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical, offering repairs, installations, and maintenance for the whole house, including heating and cooling systems and all things plumbing and electrical. Learn more at goldenrulephc.com. Support for programming comes from Dr. Vince Hassel, a board-certified chiropractic physician offering patients all-natural doctor-supervised weight loss programs, lifestyle modification, and pain relief to achieve optimal health and wellness. Learn more at weightlossindemoines.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Lenetti here. We made it to a Friday, May 12th. Coming up, second half hour, Jen Fulweiler is going to be on. Jen is uh, going to be touring here in Des Moines. Looking forward to talking to Jen. Uh, she's just She's been on the, uh, the show a couple times, and um, yeah, so we'll have her on. It's going to be a good time. Let's go, to our, uh, let's go to our next guest. He's author of Church Council's 100 Questions and Answers, Paul Sens, back on the show. Hey, Paul. Hi, how you doing? I'm, I'm doing just fine. Um, it, the, the councils of the church, right? Okay, so it's early here. I, you know, you think, okay, well, now, now it's now it's a good time to take a nap. But man, this was these these were exciting, right? I mean, there was a lot that was going on in the in the councils uh, that, that has have gotten us to this point. That's right, and uh, one of the some of the most exciting and uh, um, kind of uh, impactful things having to do with the councils are what led up to them. Some of the time you had emperors and kings fighting with the church over over who had the right to do this or that, and you had intrigue and spies and, and you know, assassination attempts and kidnappings and 
sometimes it was very very dramatic politi- politically and personally yeah. um but 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 every one of them was was the church trying to do its best to save souls one way or another what makes a church council so what is what is a council of the church yeah they're the primary type of council that the book focuses on is ecumenical council. You know, you hear about parish councils or or synods of bishops and things like that that are that are different beasts. But the ecumenical council is a very rare occurrence. It's happened twenty one times so far in the whole history of the church, where all the bishops of the world in union with the Pope gather together to teach the church, teach the universal church. And usually they happen, they always happen in response to some need. Sometimes it's some really popular heretical teaching that they need to clarify the truth against and save people from. In, in some cases, the, the need was more uh, logistical or, or even um, almost political. But it was always, always for some need that the church was facing um, that, that the faithful needed to be um, protected from or or helped against and that kind of thing. What do you think was the most impactful council of the church? It's a tricky one to to uh, kind of kind of just choose one. That's why I uh, ask. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You're challenging me challenging I'm me first thing in the morning. Yeah. They the, of course they all have their own impact. Yeah. But but when you're talking about the the most impactful um what a couple immediately spring to mind. The first one, the first council in Nicaea, because that really set the stage, and it just the the what they accomplished there, the bishops uniting together with the successor of Peter to fight off heresy with under the protection of the Holy Spirit. That was that was just that was huge, and giving us the the kind of first version, first draft of the Nicene Creed hmm. that we say that we still say in Mass every, every week. And then of course also the, the Council of Trent, uh, huge combating combating uh, Protestantism and um, kind of kicking off kicking off what's known as the the some people call it the Catholic Reformation or the Counter Reformation. And then um, of course the Second Vatican Council is is still impacts us uh, in a huge way every day today. So they all have to have their own have their own uh, huge impact, but some of them kind of really stick out above the others. Has a council ever been overruled? They there are a couple of <laughs> a couple of points to make there. The, an ecumenical council, because it is all of the bishops together with the Pope uh, teaching in unison, they have this, this protection of the Holy Spirit. Where you know, when it comes to faith and morals, they will not teach error. These councils will not will not teach error. Mm-hmm. So, that those aspects of councils will not be overruled or or contravened, contradicted by by future councils or popes or anything. Uh, that being said, if a council uh, enacts merely disciplinary or or um, you know practical logistical measures as well. Those can certainly be overturned. You know, if, if the council came along and said, if for some reason a council came along and said, okay, the new liturgical color for a Lent is orange, that could certainly that could certainly be overturned. Yeah. So in matters um, of faith and morals, nothing's nothing could be an error, 
right? Um, and it, right. this is this isn't because oh we've got perfect humans. No, it's because we place our complete trust uh, in, in in the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit That's does right. not lead uh, anyone in these councils to to teach in um, uh, you know uh, faith in regards to faith and morals in, in error. But as you said before, there could be some you know logistical things. That, eh, that's not that's not the way it's going to be. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, history on the councils, it, it goes back, right? W- when was the Council of Nicaea, the first one? The first Council of Nicaea was, was 325. And what do we know details? I mean, what was this thing like? How was it yeah, called? There, we didn't have email. We didn't have, you know, any, yeah. anyone. No, no one. No one knew, right? Yeah. One, and compared to today, of course, communication is different. Travel yeah. is different, that kind of thing. So if the Second Vatican Council, you had, well, there's something, you know, a couple thousand bishops from all over the world. And some, some of these earlier councils, you only had 100, 150 bishops. Yeah. Some of them you had 300, some of them you had 800, you know. Um, it depended on location, it depended on communication, it depended on on um, a number of different things. And, um, you know, word would go out, as word went out at the time, whatever, by letter, by messenger, by... <laughs> Carrier pigeon, whatever sure. whatever the case may be, um, and then those those bishops who were able would convene in the location, um, and at times it was it was the bishops themselves who were who were in dispute. You know, you would have a number of bishops who held a heretical position, and so and so, and they would be at the council, and his matters would be debated. Um, you know, so it's not. It wasn't. It wasn't just. You know, Joe Schmo over there is teaching something in error, and the and all of the bishops together are going to fight him. Sometimes it's the bishops fighting amongst themselves. A lot of the times, it's the bishops fighting amongst themselves in very, very contentious, very heated debates. Sometimes violence would break out. Sometimes, sometimes they would different groups would lock each other up, or they would they would go off and hold hold what they called their own council and depose the others mm. and say, say, I kick you out of office. No, I kick you out of office. Mm. You know, it's, 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 they could be, they could be very heated, but as you say, we trust in the Holy Spirit's guidance and protection to, at the end of the day, the church is, the bark of Peter is, you know, steady as she goes at sea. The, you say uh, violence would break out, right? I mean, is this, uh, is this where St. Nicholas comes in? <laughs> Yeah, that's it's a story you hear from time to time. Yeah. Where, is it true? Um, I don't know if it's true or not. Well, everything, everything I could find says you know tells me that it's apocryphal. Um, but it's an, it's an interesting story, and the the point is the point of the story of Saint Nicholas walking up to the heretic Arius at the Council of Nicaea and slapping him across the face. The point of the story is to emphasize two points. Arius was a heretic, and Saint Nicholas was not. Mm. So, uh, whether or not the story, whether or not he actually smacked him, um, he probably didn't. But the important thing to remember is that is that uh, Arius was in error, and the Council of Nicaea protected the Church from that. Yeah, uh, the 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 council that had the least impact, or or maybe the the lightest, uh, you know, council. Of all twenty one, what would you say? Yeah, uh, that, that's a tricky one. There, there are several during the during the uh, kind of Middle Ages period that were had a much more limited scope. 
they were and they were they were also kind of more common for a while. They, they the, the distance between them was you know twenty thirty years instead mm. of a couple hundred years, um, and they had, maybe had a little more limited scope. But they were they were focused more on on uh, kind of discipli- disciplinary actions to to combat immorality among the clergy, that kind of thing. Sure. Um, so. <laughs> Even that question, it's hard hard to nail down just one. Do you think we'll see another one in the next 10, 30 years? I would, I'd be surprised if, it, if there was another one that soon. Um, but there, I mean, there will almost certainly be another one in, in our in the future, possibly the near future. Hmm. Um, but, you know, it's been surprising. People were, were very surprised when John the 23rd called Vatican II, so... So there, there could be another one in our in our near future. There definitely could be. Uh, Paul, this is really fascinating, man. I could talk to you about this for a long time. I wish you lived in Des Moines. I'd, I'd love to have coffee over this because I, I like learning uh, these sorts of things. Yeah. The book is Council, Church Councils, 100 Questions and Answers. Uh, Mike Equilina, a favorite of the show, friends, yeah, wrote the foreword for it, and uh, it's endorsed by all the heavyweights of the church. Scott Hahn uh, leading the way. You can find it at Ignatius.com. You can also go to Divine Treasures locally here. If they don't have it, they will order it for you. Church Councils, 100 questions and answers. Paul sends. Paul, God bless you, man. Thanks for coming on. God bless you. Thank you for having me. All right. That's Paul sends everyone church councils this morning. Really interesting stuff. Coming up, second half hour, Jen Fulweiler is going to be on the show talking about her uh, stop in Des Moines. I know she's going to be at the Funny Bone next uh, Tuesday, which is kind of fun for her. But she's got just quite the story. I mean, she she was an atheist for a very long time, uh, then turned uh, Catholic, all in on her Catholic faith. Um, she's got uh, six kids, uh, just a, a family that uh, loves the Lord. But also, you know, she's she's a stand-up comic, and she's having some fun going from place to place around the country. We're going to uh, we're going to dive into her world in the second half hour here. John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show, friends. Don't go anywhere. May twelve, Friday of the fifth week of Easter, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, This is my commandment, love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves, because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends, because I have told you everything I have heard from my father. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name he may give you. This I command you, love one another. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus commands his disciples not as a violent dictator opposing upon his subjects, but he benevolently commands because of the love he has for us and wants us to experience it and help others do the same. After all, love cannot really be forced. It must not only be felt in one's heart, it must also be a conscious and free decision. Invigorated by this love, we are then disposed to prudently ask the Father for what we need to bear great fruit. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio.
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte, an authorized independent agent for Walmart Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Iowa, an independent licensee of the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association. Learn more at 515-226-2111 or cindyschulte.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dr. David Ball from Des Moines Eye Surgeons, your total eye care specialist specializing in cataracts and glaucoma care. Des Moines Eye Surgeons, 515-255-3546, dmisurgeons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Deary of Ames, home of warranty forever, offering new, used, and commercial vehicles as well as service and Mopar parts. Deary of Ames is located just off of Highway 30 at the Dayton Avenue exit and online at DearyAmes.com. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in. John Leonetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. Jen Fulweiler coming up just around the corner. Make sure to stick around for it. She's a stand-up comic, very well-known um, in, in the life of the church, but also just, I mean, it has a, a huge following right now with her comedy um, all around the uh, the country. So we'll have uh, Jen on at 745. This was a surprise get uh, from uh, from Matt. Matt was working on this one last night really hard because uh, finding out she was going to be in town. And, uh, and she agreed. So this is going to be fun coming up right around the corner. Deacon Tony, let's offer our day to our Lord. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, protect us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Matt. Welcome now with your news. Thank you, John. News brought to you this morning by Confluence Brewing Company, where good things come together since 2012, featuring handcrafted beer that Des Moines can call its own. Confluencebrewing.com. Good morning. I'm Matt Wilkham. Migrants rushed across the Mexico border Thursday, racing to enter the U.S. before pandemic-related asylum restrictions are lifted in a shift that threatens to put a historic strain on the nation's beleaguered immigration system. President Joe Biden's administration has been unveiling strict new measures to replace Title 42, which since March 2020 has allowed border officials to quickly return asylum seekers back over the border on grounds of preventing the spread of COVID-19. The new policies crack down on illegal crossings while also setting up legal pathways for migrants who apply online, seek a sponsor, and undergo background checks. If successful, the reforms could fundamentally alter how migrants arrive at the southern border. Pope Francis said Thursday that the Coptic Orthodox martyrs killed by ISIS in 2015 will be added to the Catholic Church's official list of saints. He also received a relic of the martyrs' blood as a gift, presented by the head of the Coptic Orthodox Church of Alexandria, Pope Tawadros II. The encounter was one of several events this week, marking the 50th anniversary of a historic meeting between St. Paul VI and the Coptic leader's predecessor, which was a turning point in relations between the Catholic and Coptic Orthodox churches. Elon Musk said Thursday he has found a new CEO for Twitter, or X Corporation as it's now called, and it's a woman. He did not name her, but said she will be starting in about six weeks. 
Mark Musk, who bought Twitter last fall and has been running it since, has long insisted he is not the company's permanent CEO. The Tesla billionaire said in a tweet Thursday that his role will transition to being Twitter's executive chairman and chief technology officer. Twitter's advertising business has taken a hit under Musk's mercurial rule, though the billionaire told BBC last month that the company is now roughly breaking even. A central spot in Ankeny just got a little more colorful. City officials announced Thursday the installation of a new bus shelter that also functions as a work of art. It's part of the Des Moines Area Regional Transit Authority's program, which calls on artists to transform bus shelters into public art. It's also the first outside of the Des Moines city limits. With abstract figures bathed in soft colors growing in all directions reflects Ankeny's rapid growth and its future possibilities. The piece includes nods to recognizable people and activities like construction workers, bicyclists going over a bridge, and families standing outside an ice cream truck. There's also some whimsical elements like a floating house and a person in a parachute. And now for your sports update with Mark Amadeo. In sports on your Friday morning, yesterday's Major League Baseball scoreboard, some of the Midwest teams that were in action on Thursday. In the National League, the Chicago Cubs, St. Louis Cardinals, and the Milwaukee Brewers all had the day off. Tonight, the Chicago Cubs open up a series in Minneapolis against the Twins in interleague play, while St. Louis is on the road at Boston in interleague play. The Kansas City Royals open up a series in Milwaukee. In the American League yesterday, the Kansas City Royals defeated the Chicago White Sox by the score of 4-3 in Kansas City. And in interleague play, the Minnesota Twins downed the San Diego Padres by the score of 5-3. Yesterday afternoon, AAA baseball, it was Game 3 of the Iowa Cubs series with Toledo. And the Iowa Cubs pick up another win. Iowa Cubs defeat Toledo by the score of 5-4 to four at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines. Tonight, Toledo at the Iowa Cubs. First pitch at 7 o'clock at Principal Park in downtown Des Moines with fireworks following the ball game. Last night, the NBA playoffs continued with the conference semifinals. In the Eastern Conference, it was Game 6, and the Boston Celtics come up with a win on the road as they defeated the Philadelphia 76ers 95-86 in Philadelphia. And that series is now tied at three games each. Game 7 will be Sunday in Boston. In the Western Conference semifinals last night, it was Game 6, and the Denver Nuggets now advance to the Western Conference Finals. Denver eliminated the Phoenix Suns last night, 125-100, to and Denver wins that best-of-seven series four games to two. Denver will play the winner of Golden State and Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Tonight, the NBA playoffs continue with Game 6 of the Conference Finals. In the Eastern Conference, the New York Knicks at the Miami Heat. They'll tip off at 6.30. That game will be televised on ESPN with Miami leading that best-of-seven series three games to two. And the Western Conference semifinals tonight in Game 6, the Golden State Warriors, the defending NBA champions, are at the Los Angeles Lakers. They'll tip off at 9 o'clock tonight. The game will be on ESPN. And the Lakers lead that best of seven series three games to two. And with your Friday morning sports update on the Catholic Morning Show, I'm Mark Amadeo. Thank you, Mark. And finally, today's fun fact, the first public, quote, bus line was launched in France in 1662 when mathematician and philosopher Blaise Pascal developed a system of horse-drawn carriages that ran across Paris streets on schedule. Pascal's wager. Well, I was thinking that he, he maybe part of the reason why he developed this was that so he could, like, go up to a bus stop and 
you know, go up to people waiting there and be like, you want to wager if yeah. if the carriage is going to come on time? There you go. There you go. Yeah, he was an interesting one to learn about in, uh, when, when, when I took philosophy. That was my major in college. Mm. Yeah, it had to be. That was not by choice, by the way, because in the seminary, they, they you know, you, you had to have enough credits for philosophy. You could double major and all that, but um, I, I grew to love it. I really did. I, I, I started out kicking and screaming. Um, it just wasn't the way I thought, you know. I mean, I just rewired my brain almost, but man, I've seen tremendous impact of it. It's a great concept to present to somebody as well. The wager? The wager. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Somebody's kind of like on the fence, like, well, explain it real quick. Well, it's it's worth it's it's better to wager that God exists, even if in the end he he doesn't. Yeah, because you end up living a, a better, more fulfilled life mm-hmm. in the end. See, I don't, I I'm not a huge fan of the wager, and and Peter Crave, too, is my hero, is a huge fan of it. Right. So, I mean, and the idea is that, you know, live as if there is a God. Right. It's better to live as if there is a God, because if you die and there's nothing, well, you know, there's nothing. But if you live as if there isn't a God and there is something, you wager that there isn't and there is. Well, see you later. Right. Yeah. It's just I don't know. I've never been able to get behind it. Well, for those again, it's for those who are about, who are on the fence. Yeah. Like, you know, what? it's good for a little, a little extra over the fence. You yeah. Know? A little yeah. extra help. Yeah. I, I know. I know some. You know, again, uh, Craved and, and others that are, are fully behind it. So, Jimmy, what do we got for the weather today? A lot of rain out there. I'm wagering that it might rain uh, and it might not. There you go. <laughs> that was an easy one to bring to Is you. Is the bus going to be on time? Yeah. How about that? that was an easy one. Be under it. Yeah, don't get hit by the bus. <laughs> Chance of showers today, mostly cloudy and a high in the low 80s. And then uh, those showers and thunderstorms just rolling all the way through the weekend. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight, uh, low in the mid-60s. Partly sunny with those showers and thunderstorms tomorrow and a high in the low 80s. And by Sunday, showers and thunderstorms cloudy and a high around 70. 64 now at the Iowa Catholic Radio Studio, 65 in Creston, 66 in Oskaloosa and Fairfield, 63 in Marshalltown. And support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. Your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. That is your wagering forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. All right, let's go to your saint of the day. This is your saint of the day on Iowa Catholic Radio. These two saints challenge the idea that our faith is a private, separate affair from our public lives. St. Nereus and St. Achaelus today were soldiers in the Roman army during the second century. After some period of service, both abandoned the army and made a public profession of their Christian faith. Because of their proclamation in the public square, they were exiled from the Roman Empire to the island of Teresina. There, the two were martyred. 200 years after their death, Pope Gregory the Great delivered his 28th homily on the occasion of their feast. Quote, These saints, before whom we are assembled, despised the world and trampled it under their feet, where, when peace, riches, and health gave it charms. We ask today, Saints Nereus and Achaelus, to pray for us. Amen. All right, when we come back, 
Jen Fulweiler is going to be on. Boy, this is a big, big guest. Uh, she is just uh, awesome. Atheist uh, turned Catholic, turned stand-up comedian, still Catholic, and uh, just has a wildly popular following. We were able to uh, solidify her booking last night, late last night, because she's going to be um, in Des Moines next week. We'll have Jen when we come back. John Lee Nutty here on the Catholic Morning Show. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Friday, May 12th. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Tomorrow, Father Greg Leach and Father Felix Anura celebrate their birthdays. Both are among our retired priests. On Sunday, Father David Polich celebrates his birthday. He, too, is among our retired priests. Happy birthday, fathers. Also on Sunday, Father P.J. McManus celebrates the anniversary of his ordination to priesthood. Father McManus is the pastor of Christ the King Parish on Des Moines' south side. Happy anniversary, Father, and thank you for answering your vocation call. Tune in to Making It Personal with Bishop Johnson this morning at 9 a.m. Bishop is visiting with Jason Anderson, the new executive director of the St. Thomas More Center, home of Catholic Youth Camp. That interview is this morning at 9 a.m. right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Join us on June 1st at the Iowa Event Center for the InterVisions Annual Gala presented by Permar Security. This year's theme is The Miracle of the Heartbeat to stress the importance of the heartbeat in the ultrasound and Iowa's efforts to pass pro-life legislation. Our keynote speaker is Dr. William Lyle. As a medical professional, Dr. Lyle understands the importance of the free, life-affirming work that InterVisions does in empowering women and saving babies. To register, visit IVHcare.org, and we look forward to seeing you on June 1st. And thanks for supporting the women and babies of InterVisions Healthcare. Join Iowa Catholic Radio and Pulse Life Advocates on the West Steps outside of the Iowa State Capitol on Saturday, June 24th at 1 p.m. for the Iowa March for Life. Hear from legislators and pro-life leaders, as well as a march around the Capitol and Supreme Court buildings with pro-life advocates from across the state. This is an opportunity to proclaim the value of all human life and advocate for the protection of life in our law. Learn more at iowacatholicradio.com. The Iowa March for Life, Saturday, June 24th, 1 p.m. at the Iowa State Capitol. Tune in to the Catholic Morning Show, Friday, May 19th, as we visit St. Luke the Evangelist Catholic School in Ankeny. We'll talk with administrators, teachers, parents, and others, sharing what they love most about the Longhorn Way. Don't miss the Catholic Morning Show's next stop on the Heartland Catholic School Tour, live from St. Luke the Evangelist, home of the Longhorns, Friday, May 19th, starting at 7 a.m., here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, iowacatholicradio.com, and the Iowa Catholic Radio mobile app. Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners to Christ every day with people like you. This is Deacon Roger Poult from St. Francis of Assisi Parish in Marshalltown. Thanks for listening to Iowa Catholic Radio. The Catholic Morning Show on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thanks for tuning in, friends. John Linetti here on the Catholic Morning Show. It's Friday. We made it. May 12th. Let's go to our next guest. She is Jen Fulweiler. How do you not know Jen? Author. She's an, well, was an atheist. I can't say is an atheist now, Jen. I'm going to get in trouble. Catholic, loves her Catholic faith, and now stand-up comedian as well. Hi. Hi, it's so good to be here. I'm so excited. Man, this is awesome. You're going to be in Des Moines next week. I know. I'm so excited. I was actually telling my agents, I said, we've got to go to Des Moines. I haven't been there in years for any events or anything, so this is really a big deal for me. All right, you had it made. Okay, you have a serious XM show, you had one, you, you, you were sitting there, your Catholics just loved you, everything was great, right? 
And then all of a sudden you just kind of like said, I, I'm going to, I'm going to turn, I'm going to make this huge leap. And not only did you do it then, but I, I think you did it during COVID, right? Yeah. Well, that part was not exactly intentional. I made the decision <laughs> to quit the radio show, daily radio show, my name on it and everything um, in March of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I had I had some great shows in 2020 in front of the bathroom mirror. They, they were wonderful. I mean, I, that had to be just incredibly a, a crazy time. And so did you know exactly like what you wanted? Like, I, I want to travel the country. I want to. Uh, do stand-up comedy now, want to have specials, I want to do all of that, or was it just like, I don't know what I want next, I'm going to just kind of see if this is my thing? Well, see, I can tell you and your listeners this, when I interview with secular media, I usually skip this part, but what happened was um, I felt like something was next, but I wasn't sure what it was, so I prayed about it, uh, prayed the novena to the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, I I think that's actually coming up, everyone needs to know about that. Nice. And um, God answered that prayer so swiftly it, it truly it, it was a it was a one minute i got this call to do stand-up comedy and i've never looked back and and it's what i realized is in sharing my testimony of being a woman who loves having a family and is open to life and doesn't buy the lies of secular culture and being catholic and i love being catholic I realized when I was on the Catholic speaking circuit and doing Catholic radio, I was only speaking to the Catholics, and there's absolutely a place for that. There's a very important place for building up Catholics, educating them about their faith. But I felt God telling me I needed to reach the people who aren't listening to Catholic radio, mm. who are lost, who are where I was in my 20s. That was the call, and that is that is my secret mission. A bishop once told me, I'm in the church militant, I'm on the special ops team. Nice. So, and my dad, my dad was a Green Beret, so that really resonates with me. And, uh, yeah, so I, I'm on the church militant special ops team. Well, th- those who are not familiar with you that are listening, I get familiar with her. But you, you, this is, I mean, right, I was listening to you last night on uh, on YouTube. It's just a bunch of, uh, of your stuff, which is really funny. But it, oh, your, your, your humor is really, in a lot of ways, based around the fact that you have six kids and you know, again, a big family and all of that, it, it, it does evangelize in a way that's just not, you know, conf- confrontational. It's not in your face. You know, you, you can be really light and have fun about it. But at the same time, it's like, here's a woman that has a, a, a massive career and at the same time has a big family that she loves. It's just, it, it's a, it's a total package. Well, and that's, you know, I, I, I do believe that stand up comedy is currently in this time and place in history the art form that, uh, of all the arts, I think it has some of the biggest potentials to shift people's worldview. And, and I was sitting back there, and I was seeing all these secular, atheist comedians up there, women, making it seem like, you know, contraception and abortion are the, the keys to women's freedom. But they said it in a very light, funny way through comedy. So all these young girls are out there like, well, yep, yep, that's true. That must be the case. Hmm. And I said, uh-uh, we're going to have a different voice in the marketplace of ideas. We're going to have a different voice sharing a whole different perspective. And so I, I just really saw the power of stand-up comedy to very insidiously confirm worldviews. And I said, no, we're, we're, we're going to have a different voice. <laughs> I, I, I am. It is very rare to be a practicing Catholic, a mother of a bunch of kids, uh, doing clean comedy, uh, and that I, I don't, my comedy is not based on, like, my kids get on my nerves, I don't like my kids, because that, that's simply not true, so I don't say that in my comedy. And um, 
there aren't a lot of people sharing that perspective right. in stand-up comedy today. Do you ever have a joke that you think is amazing and it just bombs? Oh, all the time. And I like I want to stop the show and sit down with the audience and say, <laughs> okay, that was funny. So let's do a roundtable discussion right. of why you guys did not laugh. Oh, right. all the time. Yeah, the time. I, and, and a lot of people don't know. You have to you got to test this stuff, right? You're not just coming to the, yeah. the funny bone here and just kind of winging it. I mean, you, you, you really – how do you do it? Where, where do you go? Well, here's what – so I live in a big comedy city. So, so okay, this is very funny. Austin is a, a big comedy city. Nice. But – Austin is known for filthy, edgy comedy. That is what it is famous for. Mm. So I go up on shows where it's myself and then five or six other comics. I'm usually the only woman. I'm always the only clean comic. I I actually truly, I do not know of one other clean comic working in Austin, Texas. Really? And Right. And so I will be up at like 11 p.m. It's been four guys before me saying the most filthy, unhinged things you can imagine. The average age of the crowd is 25. Um, some people are visibly in altered states and not just alcohol, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And I have, I have to make these people laugh talking about, with my clean set, talking about having six kids, talking about being Catholic, that nothing any of these people care about or can relate to. And so let me tell you, that'll, that'll sharpen your skills real quick. I mean, do you, do you go up ever and just have a really bad night? How do you not just say, I'm, I'm thrown in the towel, I'm done? Well, I, I had more bad nights than good nights in Austin because it is such an edgy comedy city. I would bomb so hard for the longest time. Yeah. And see, and that's where faith comes in. I mean, if I weren't Catholic, I would have quit three years ago. I really? Mean, it, n- not even a chance I'd still be doing this. Because it, it, I couldn't get these crowds to be with me. I couldn't do it. And I would just sit there. People would have their arms folded. They'd be checking their watches. Hmm. Nobody was laughing. And then the other comics hate you because you've kind of killed the energy of the show. Yeah. And then one day I told God, I said, you you got to help me figure this out or I'm just going to quit. Because you need to make me funny. Doing... Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, right. Well, see, here's the thing. I was hysterical to the Catholics, to people from my world. Get me in front of a group of Catholic moms. Oh, no problem. No right. problem. But that's not, you know, I'm not here to just build up the Catholics. I'm here to reach people who, you know, I, I'll be blunt. I'm going for the Netflix special because I yeah. want our voice in the marketplace of ideas. But, you know, I've got to get regular people to laugh. Anyway, God finally gave me what I needed. And now I can go up in any room in Austin on the filthiest shows, only woman on the show, and do my set. And, and I can I can crush as they say in comedy I, yeah. I can crush it so. and you, you, you Oof, but finally. but again it's not over right i mean you you got your set you're gonna get that netflix special and then you got to go back because pretty soon right. you know it, it, it it's all cycled through now i got to go back exactly. and you got to go start from ground zero again i mean this is the life that you've uh, that you've built here but it's just a fascinating one to me it, it, it's it's very interesting. Again, it wasn't my idea; totally God's idea. And oh, and speaking of, so yes, you're exactly right that you do. You work on an hour of material, you tour with it, you film a special, then you do a new hour. And Des Moines is really lucky because this hour I have actually been working on for a year and a half. I signed with Hollywood agents, Hollywood manager. I mean, you, you should Google my my agency is called UTA. You should Google UTA comedy. Look at the list of people on that list. I mean, it's everyone you've ever heard of in comedy. And then my name, you know, thrown in there. So these agents and this manager have just beat up this set that I'm working on for a year and a half. 
and I'm actually about to film a special and then retire this set. So Des Moines is getting a very, very polished <laughs> performance. Sometimes when it's like the first city with a new hour, it's a little rougher. Yeah. But Des Moines is getting, I mean, this is what, what you guys will see on, I think it's Tuesday that I'm yeah, there. Tuesday. Um, you guys will see basically pretty close to what I'll be filming for my next special. Uh, you're going to have a table of priests there. I got I got oh, the wow. I, I got the yeah I got the text That's late amazing. last night from a, a priest Father PJ who everyone knows on, uh, comes on this show quite a bit and uh, he's going to be at table with the priest he invited me I'll be there um, as well and I'm also supposed to ask you Jen um, I got this text late last night too um, why you have casted the humble the saintly Bo Bonner away from your your show <laughs> the podcast now you've turned away from him he's hurt jen he's hurt he's he's but wounded Bo Bonner, i'm too intimidated by his greatness <laughs> it's hard to you know be around a man who is both uh, brilliant and a saint and i'm, I'm too intimidated by his greatness. this is where we're going to cut you off <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is he going to be there? He better. I, I'm canceling the show. So I'll, see he, I'll see if you. I'll see if I can. Uh, I can get him there. I, I think. Uh, well, the, I'll get the police to show up at his house and bring him to the show. He has to be. There. He, all right. That that's what. It, that's where it's at right now. I'll make sure he knows that. You're you're awesome, Jen. I, I just so many blessings to you and and keep up the great work. All right. Don't forget about us lowly Catholics that were with you from the beginning. Okay. I'll, I'll be, you guys are my squad. And by the way, have your producer email me. Come say hi in the green room. I want the Catholic radio people to be hanging out in the green room. Oh, so that's have awesome. Your producer get in touch about I that. will. I will. You're the best. Jen Fulweiler, everyone. May 16th at the Funny Bone. Just go and check her out. She is so funny, so good. God bless you, Jen. All right. Thanks so much. Oh, Bye. I love it. And you go to Jennifer Fulweiler, F U L W I L E R dot com as well. Jennifer Fulweiler, she's got some great books. Uh, on there as well and uh yeah it's it's a big get here in in des moines so uh, we'll be there we'll be there we'll be having some fun as well thanks for tuning in today friends that was a treat deacon tony let's pray let's pray for all the intentions that we normally pray for and let us pray the saint michael prayer saint michael the archangel defend us in battle be our safeguard against the wickedness and the snares of the devil may god rebuke him we humbly pray and do thou o prince of the heavenly host by the power of god cast into hell satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls mother mary pray for us saint joseph and saint michael protect us and may the blessing of god the father god the son god the holy spirit come down upon all of us protect us all from evil and bring us to his everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I am John Lee Nutty. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. The Catholic Morning Show is a production of the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. To hear this and other programs, visit iowacatholicradio.com or download the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Here in this worn and weary land, where many a dream has died.